I only laughed. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> like uh, when like her brother. When you saw trouble, I was like, "LOL." Yeah, <laughs> like when like she, she said her brother and we forever. I was like, she's so real for that. <laughs> like she shouldn't have felt bad. She should have stood on business. Oh my yeah, god! She's, yeah, she's yeah. She's stood on business. Standing on business. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. Today we're discussing the sixth episode of Gen B's first season. We're very close to the end. And joining me once again are the only two people that I would want to traverse a white woman's repressed mind with. But please don't ask them why they smell like sweaty popcorn. It's Bolu and TNT. How are you guys doing? Welcome back. What if what if Alan Iverson was Chinese okay. and rode a Ducati like the bike? What prompted? So that's like something that's something to think about. Welcome to the podcast, man. I'm really happy to be doing this for you guys. You guys are lovely, lovely people. Great, great um, beards, lovely hairlines. I'm just solid guys all around. A good, a good, a good bunch, I would say. A good bunch. There's Chinese on my shirt. Have you ever done a solo pod? Do you think you can do a solo pod? I think I could, I think I could hold it down. Okay. I think you have things in your head that you need to get out. Yeah. But I don't know if I... I'll try and do one today. Not on, not on this one, Sha. Not on my watch. Okay. <laughs> uh, how are you guys doing? Are you guys having fun? I was thinking... Of, I've, I've enjoyed recording these episodes with you guys. Have you guys enjoyed them? Yeah. We have three. We have three more. Three left. I've come to see you as brothers of sorts. I know I, I never had brothers growing up, you know. So it's nice that like we can share this kinship. It's really just to be you know, clear. I was born. Oh, yeah. Your parents did give birth to other boys. You just didn't consider them brothers. No, no, it's just my sister. sister just a sister, Samaya. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't being serious, but okay. Um, yeah. Okay. No, no, it was a good joke. I liked it. I liked it. Um, you know. Um. Okay, so let's talk about NV. But before then, guys, please, we're doing Loki now. So please check out the feed for Loki episodes as well. Those come out on Mondays. Well, obviously, this come out on Fridays. Speaking about these episodes, I don't know if we're going to have screeners for the next two. I'm still trying my best. But if we don't, those episodes will come out on Monday as well instead of the Friday that has been out all season. Um, okay, so Gen V, episode six is titled Jumanji as we teased last week, written by Lauren Greer and directed by Richard Goldberg. Uh, quickly, shout out to Dust Daughter on YouTube. She commented on her on our last week's episode about how um, she reminded us how Kate made um, Rufus in episode two, I think, hit himself in the groin repeatedly and shout Jumanji. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she clearly likes that word. What we're going to do, we're going to start with, I'm going to start with Sam and Emma, get that out of the way quickly. Yeah. But a point that I was playing through my head was like, I'm again, this episode is, I should mention, this episode is 37 minutes again as well. So we're looking at two episodes that really are like 33, 35 minutes in content. Um, and I don't know, I'm like, this is going to, this is, granted, this is something that you only say when you like a show. So I'm going to put that in context. But like, I'm very impressed by just the confidence of this creative team to put all of this into 35 minutes episodes. Like they are yeah. actually going through quite a lot of plot 
and they're not wasting stupid time on stupid scenes. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you only say that when you like a show and when you think the show is good. If the show was bad, we'll have a different discussion, like spend more time or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's just my yeah. takeaway of two episodes back to back that are less than 40 minutes. Mm. So Sam and Emma, they have sex. How about that sex scene? Yeah, good stuff. Sam, Sam sees puppets because, like, in case you didn't know, he, he's, he's not completely all right up there. Um, yeah. but for like some, a, he's like a combination of Deadpool and like Superman or something. It's just yeah. weird. Uh, but like if Deadpool didn't know he was Deadpool, if that makes sense, like he's just yeah like, using it. Yeah. Uh, but in his in his defense, in the pros corner, for someone who hadn't had sex before, he apparently put up some incredible numbers. Some might say that that's unrealistic, hey, but it is what it is. He like. He's a, he's a soup man. Yeah, he's come on, rookie of the year. Um, rookie of the year. <laughs> Bulu, what did you think of the combination of this Sam and Emma relationship? Um, they're probably two of the most likable characters, so people are going to enjoy them together. I enjoy them together. You know, Sam is hmm. He's for someone who was locked away. He's not as bad as I expected him to be. Maybe we're going to see worse. Uh, granted, that massacre was a bit jarring, and seeing um, he, you, you, you realize that it's quite grave how severe his condition is. You know, I'm trying to use the right words mm. when you see him do what he does. But like, maybe it's his charm or his situation that's what makes people like it's 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 very hard to root against him. Oh no, that's not what he did. What he well, did. I think also, yeah. Tell me what you're gonna say. I was going to say that because he's endured, and I think this episode is the one where we start to see the scope of just how truly horrific his, um, his, what do you call it? His tenure at that facility has been the woods. Mm-hmm. You, you, you kind of see how insane they were probably treating him. One, as a source of, um, Golden Boy's, um, doping, but two, as probably an experiment, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, and then the isolation and everything, and then you see Sam's Muppet stuff, and you're like, oh my god, it's not like he's he, this. This guy basically built um, fillers, like just stuff to make the world more bearable for himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's kind of so like it, maybe it, like Wonder and like sitcoms from Wonder Vision, like it, yeah, making exactly. Sense, yeah. Yeah, it's like a coping mechanism, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it's really interesting to see how he moves in the world now that he's not going to have, he's not going to need to rely on them as much. Because I feel like as the show goes on, he kind of, it's not even like he's doing it less. He's just, he just seems to be more okay with seeing the Muppets. I think he's going to get worse before it gets better. Like in the show, I think he's yeah, gonna do probably. some things that people are gonna be like, "Whoa!" I think, Whoa, yeah. But I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> he has his um, Kalel. This is not you. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna touch about it later, but it's funny how Emma literally becomes the. This is not. <laughs> this is not you, meme. I was like, that's actually, I was like, mm. it's funny. In that scene, I started laughing at the idea of him just killing Kate. Like, I was like, what just yeah. happens if he just snaps her neck here? What does Emma do in this exact moment? Because, like, oh, it's mm. on it. But, but I think we're going to get to a point where he does something. Obviously, maybe not kills Kate, but it does something like that, which is yeah. like, oh, 
it is you actually. I don't think I don't think we're reforming him just yet. If that makes sense, I think. Yeah, it's also testament to like how good the writing is because in those moments you actually don't know if he's going to kill her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I yeah, like I do not know either thing. Mm, I would have believed yeah. either either what they call it either yeah. outcome. Yeah, I have a question though. Yeah. Do you remember the the roommates that just got sucked in? But it wasn't really part of their gang. I was just like, why am I part of this nonsense? Dusty. Really, yeah. That was Dusty. Yeah, that was Dusty. Is Dusty okay? I so <laughs> I have it in my notes. Like R.I.P. Dusty. I I think Dusty's <laughs> dead. <laughs> I actually just think oh Dusty is dead because he dies there, and we don't see him when they come back out. So I think he's dead. Dusty I think might be gone. Just done. I think Goldie Boy just killed him, and that's done. That's it done. Jeez, was it Golden Boy? Or was it Lightning or something? No, it was Golden Boy. Oh no, it was Golden Boy. Lightning it was, was, was someone yeah. else that we're going to talk about in a was, second. Was, yeah. was Soldier, Soldier Boy? Yeah. Soldier Boy. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any thoughts on Sam and Emma before we move on? Because I think we have. It. I think I think it's a nice pairing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think Bully is talking about how Sam is. I, I think if Sam wasn't paired with Emma, I don't think we would like him half as much. Like if, and he's he's a very cool virgin. He's cooler than all the other virgins I know. So you're saying that all virgins are not cool? No, I'm saying the ones I know are not cool. Oh, oh the ones you know, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're a virgin and listen to this and you're TMT's friend, he clearly doesn't think you're cool. Okay, so I want to talk about this later, but let's just, let me push it up in the running order. Let's talk about Shetty and then we'll go to Kate. So let's talk about Shetty's plans. Um... In this episode, we kind of see Shetty and um, Dr. Cardosa. He has created this mm. kind of soups-focused virus, which basically gives them the flu. And on Shetty's yeah. instructions, he kind of increases the dosage by very little, he says. and quickly, Five millimeters. Yeah, we, we find out that it can be fatal to soups, which is, which is like a game changer for the, for the, the boys' universe. Um, it's, um, it's, Shetty is doing war crimes. <laughs> yes i feel like yes yeah. like it, it's a genocide she she, she yeah. intends to which gets me back because um sam says that she hates them so she clearly hates soups um so i would just we're just gonna assume let's just go with it like it's obvious that a soup killed shetty's daughter right like that's just that's just it yeah there isn't anything deeper than than that but like yeah she has a way to kill soups and that's a big deal shetty shetty has achieved more in half a season <laughs> of JMV than Billy Butcher and all of those guys <laughs> in two seasons. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's also important. The pen is mightier than the sword. Yeah, I guess it is. She also, they also mentioned that like, I think Vought obviously are sponsoring this thing. So I guess Vought was also looking for mm-hmm. a way to, if not kill, incapacitate soups. Yeah. I think Vought are looking for control, but mm-hmm. Shetty is looking for war crime. Yeah. Shetty has... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she has her own agenda. She's not interested in negotiation. Yeah, no, she wants. <laughs> She's to not. Kill them. And like, yeah, like the way Sam says she hates them is like, oh, she has this deep hatred for. Yeah, it, it kind of puts all her. I mean, we knew she was like grooming them and controlling them, but it puts all her conversations with Marie and Kate in such a different light. Yeah, like just she has this, like she sees them as two. Yeah, she has like. <laughs> I don't know why this just came to my mind, but like Omni Man saying that Mark's mom was a pet. That's just like it's yeah. just like it's just like mm. it means to an end. Okay, let's talk about Kate. And what I'm gonna do is I think one we're gonna go I'm gonna go stage by stage in kind of Kate's mind journey. And then if we get to a point you want to talk about something, just just flag it. Like so 
I'll just say what happens and then we can talk about it. Uh, we start sure. with Kate's original trauma. We see kind of the after effect of her sending her, her brother away and like, they're looking for her brother. Mm-hmm. We also see like the beginnings of her mom ostracizing her. And then we get Soldier Boy's return in, I think, a very, very funny scene. <laughs> and the the point when, because so for context, if somehow you haven't watched the episode, but Soldier Boy is her imaginary friend, her imaginary boyfriend. He explains that he taught Kate how to masturbate. And I think that scene of him just like saying different euphemisms for for masturbation, it, it felt very much like a John yeah. like deleted scene where I feel like I just told Jesse yeah. Ackles to just keep on going. Because if you look, I feel like the character, the actors were trying not to break. Like, I feel like it was just going. You know, I have this thing in film about, I think there's nothing funnier than when children swear. Mm-hmm. And a close second is when really attractive people swear or say horrible things. It is one of the funniest things in the world. I don't know why. I think that's why... Um, I think that's how Channing Tatum got like his this, his second wind in his career. That's fair. That's because he was do, he was trying he was trying to do serious shit, and it was like I think the last straw was that Roman movie he did, The Eagle or something. Was that before Jump Street? Yeah, no, that was way before Jump. That was before Jump Street. Yeah. Like and oh, then, I remember that movie. Yeah, and and then Jump Street just gives him like this breath of mm-hmm. I think Jump Street and Magic Mike. Yeah. Is, they just give him this like renewed vigor because like he's really funny. He has really good comedic timing. And mm-hmm. Jensen Ackles is like, see, I, I, I've always known he was kind of funny because Dean is kind of funny in Supernatural. But like, oh god, this is good. This is good stuff. Yeah, it, it's, this uh, is good stuff. Because he's very yeah. No, but he I plays think. that American. He plays that American red-blooded thing mm-hmm. very well. I think he lives in Texas in real life, so he probably sees guys like that all yeah, the time. Fair enough, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was an interesting cameo. Yeah. It's interesting. Where, um, yeah, he he bleeds red, not coming red though. Mm. Um, American red, red, white, and blue. He farts the Star Spangled Banner. Um, but yeah, he informs them that they are stuck in Kate's mind and that she has blood vessels popping, and if she dies, well, they all die. But yeah, I mean, it, it, that that's, that information turns this little merry trip through Kate's mind into like a race against time. They need to figure out how to get out of there because. He, a blood vessel kills him before he manages to tell them the most important thing. Which leads us to the first time we see Shetty meet Kate, which is when she starts to groom them. And you can kind of see, okay, this is how... I know we joked about it last week, but it felt very much like Professor X going to the Grey's house to get Jean. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, and let's talk about... Let's pause then and talk about that. Just like the introduction of, of Shetty and Kate, we see like the door that this family have put Kate behind. Shetty begins to mm. drug Kate from that moment. Um, yeah, any thoughts on, on the start of that relationship? I think context is king. Mm. And I felt, like, I felt like they were going to hit, like if this episode didn't happen, mm-hmm. they would have had to hit Kate for like a very, very, like two, like two or three seasons. Just like pure, I don't fuck with her. Mm-hmm. But this is like full context, and it's also like, like knowing she was drugged from that young, and like she was just secluded from the world in a way that was just not really good, and her mom hated her, mm-hmm. so she has this people pleasing thing, and she's always looking for like a maternal figure as well. Um, 
it, it kind of lends a lot of context into how why she is the way she is. And um, she also, sorry to step away from the scene, but she also like forces them to confront themselves as well. So it's like, you're not perfect either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but also this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. I think this like shortens that thing. So they probably hit out for maybe like the next, maybe half of the next episode. Maybe half of the next episode or the entire next episode. And then um, after that, they're back to being besties. Well, I mean, Andrew says that he he doesn't think he ever trust her. And then, like, Marie says that she will have to do a lot of work to, to yeah, end their like, trust. Just, that's, Actually, that's TVism. Let me ask you guys that's a question. Can I promise you, they, they fuck with her again. <laughs> um, I don't know how to put this. Like, why was Kate doing what she was doing? And I, like, I don't know how to put it. I know the over, I know the big idea. But, like, what was she telling herself yeah. she was doing? Good. She she Kate is looking for approval. Her entire life is searching for a maternal a maternal figure which she found in Shetty mm-hmm. and a pater- like a, a um dad figure which she found in that bearded for what's his name? Brink, yeah. Yeah, Brink. So like that guy. Yeah, so like those are her parents growing up, mm. you know. Or you know, at that point in her life, and she's going to do anything to maintain that status quo of being feeling loved and wanted and being able to having some kind of freedom as well, you know. So it's more of her doing what they ask and less of her thinking she's actually protecting Luke. Or Andrew I mean, they're telling her that she's protecting Luke as well mm. and that she's doing these things because she loves them and she also wants to believe she's doing the right thing. Mm. So none of that really helps. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, but Luke, do you have any theory. thoughts on that before we move on to the classroom? Any thoughts on the start of that relationship? Uh, watching that, I was like, I only laughed. I don't know why, like, <laughs> like, uh, when, like, her brother... When you saw trauma, I was like, LOL. Yeah, <laughs> like, when, like, she, she said her brother and we forever, I was like, she's so real for that. <laughs> like, she shouldn't have felt bad. She should have stood on business. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's, yeah, she should have stood on business. Standing on business. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny how much that is in my lexicon these days. I, <laughs> it's the best quiz in the world. <laughs> oh my god! Um, oh Jesus! So, Bolu, you found her trauma funny. That that's that's good to know. That's good to know. It's kind of funny trauma. I'm not going to lie to you. When, like, bro, like, he will okay. still be walking. Like, he'll still be walking. I was going to ask. <laughs> I was going to ask that. When does he stop? Like, because he says, "What does she say? Go away." There's, there's an. A- <laughs> there's an X-Men movie where they do that to someone I can't remember who I think Striker yes X-Men 2 you're right yeah yeah it was so funny it was Origins that, like, it was Wolverine movie yeah I think it was yeah it was Young Striker yeah it yeah, was yeah. Like an Origins it yeah, feels yeah. very much like an Origins kind of uh, move um, yeah so like cause what did she tell him she told him go away right yeah she said something so like Hopefully he's living a life now, like it just in a different city because he, he's going to. She to like keep on walking forever. Well, the only thing that might bring him back is maybe he's a soup somewhere, but I don't know. No, he's not coming back. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Do you think? Um, do you think Marie's sister is a soup? Do you think they put Genevieve both of their kids? Yeah. Or was it just? No, I think you have. To, I think you have to put in both. Why would you put? I was thinking about this as well, actually, because the. Put it in both Luke and, and Sam. I think it's kind of rude to only mm-hmm. put it in one. Fair enough. 
right now. That, that's like, that's, that's like what she going said. to America to give it to your first child and then the second child comes and he's like, eh. he'll, he'll deal with yeah. his green passport. Seems to be unfair. Mm-hmm. Seems to be unfair. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Also, if you're doing it for selfish reasons, i.e. money, you don't know which one is actually going to hit. So you have to try both. Mm-hmm. You have to try both, yeah. I mean, I think their parents are doing it for clouds mostly. Mm. Um, they all seem like cloud chasers. I mean, yeah, but like, obviously, I guess... All of them. It's funny, though, and I guess we can talk... Should we talk about it now? Let's chill. Let's, when we get to Mary, we'll talk about her parents. When we get to Mary's um, thingy. Okay, so we go into the classroom, and we see Golden Boy's return. Uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger returns to the episode. And I'm not going to lie to you. When he says that, I miss you, man to Andre. That's what caught me off guard. Because mm. me too, I thought they were like, I thought these guys could not interact with, with our heroes. And then like, yeah, yeah. and then obviously we, we get confirmation that Andre and Kate started before Golden Boy died, which is just like... Which is a discussion we've had on this. We've like speculated about that. Yeah, but before. then we thought, because he said it to Tech 9, like it happened after. So we thought, oh yeah, it happened after. But yeah, yeah it happened before. Which I think leads to what I think is one of the best line deliveries of the episode when Mary is like, you're that guy to Andrew. I just like, it felt, yeah. it felt like the first time Mary realized she was black on this show. So when, she, <laughs> when, she said, when, she, when she said that line. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. So that kind of like, is kind of Andre's, I don't know how to describe it, but like, it's his one thing because we're going to go through everybody and see mm. all their own problems and this is kind of his own problem and fault. And it leads to Golden Boy or a version of Golden Boy attacking them. And then they realize that mm. he can attack them, but they don't have access to their own powers in there. Um, what did that, did that revelation do anything for you guys? Like, oh, yeah, this happened before. Did you look at Andrew in a different way? Look at Kate in a different way? Uh, I, I wasn't surprised. I did look at Kate a different way. Mm. I don't know. I, did, I, I didn't see that coming. I won't lie. I, I was a little suspicious initially that maybe it started before but like when they for some reason i just trusted him when he said it twice i know it was after and it was after so i just mm-hmm. shrugged and trusted him hmm. um tmt as a fan of cheating and cheats what did that what, that, what did that do for you what's a way to kind of reveal that he's the lagos man of brands he's he's That's he's crazy. that lagos dude <laughs> he's actually that lagos dude yeah, man, I love infidelity. It brings me no little amount of joy. Um, no, uh, let me see. I don't. I guess I just felt like I won't like. <laughs> I hate the way you guys started because I was going to say like obviously I'm doing this shitty thing, but like, yeah, um, it was kind of cute. It was kind of cute, really. <laughs> yeah. Like them saying, you know, like them telling each other that they're doing something wrong, but still doing it. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at these words. Like, this, it's kind of hot. Well, okay. It's bad. Hot is the best adjective that But it's hot. Yes. Okay. I yeah, get, it's not I, cute. It's yeah, hot. I get what you it's mean. Hot. I, yeah. I get what you mean. I was like, I, I remember I was watching, I, 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 I did this. I bit my eye. Don't, yeah, don't, like, don't, do like, don't do this. Mm. Please don't do this. <laughs> Oh god. So it was funny though. Um but yeah, no, I I always I've always felt like Andre is and I know it's the boys, everyone's sort of morally gray, but I've always mm-hmm. felt like he was grayer than most characters. Yeah. 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 Like he's not um he's not Golden Boy. 
Yeah, definitely. Also, but also this Andre is not the same Andre from the first episode. That Andre was black. He wasn't even grey. That Andre was Yeah. But, but yeah. Um Yeah. I get we and yeah, I think it definitely puts a lot of a spin into it, just like if you're gonna do this to your best friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we mm-hmm. your best friends. Girl. Um speaking of Kate revealing who they are to themselves, it leads us to Jordan's memory, which is the first time we're seeing someone else's memory and we see how they became Brink's TA. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, this was kind of like where the episode kicked up a gear for me. Uh, mm. uh, Jordan has never been more interesting to me than they were in this scene. Like just like the things they were able to put a blind eye to and like, again, mm. that kind of bl- um, singularly focused ambition they know why they're here. They want to be top ranked. Jordan is all about seven. their bag. Like, nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like, whatever it takes. And the, I actually debated if I was going to talk about this or not. But like, the only thing that was weird to me was the way, for lack of a better descriptor, female Jordan was like, attacking male Jordan. And I was just like, mm. it seems a bit like targeted. Like, almost like, they were the ones that made the decision. You get me? Like, yeah. I was like, we haven't got the impression that like one Jordan makes decisions for the other one, but it, do you get what I mean? Like it seemed like they were attacking the other person, not necessarily sharing the blame. If that if that makes sense, yeah. I don't know. That was yeah. a bit. I was like, oh, that's a bit jarring to me. But maybe maybe that will be explained in mm-hmm. future episodes. Uh, because like because I think female Jordan says something like you're selfish or something, and not like yeah, coward. I, you always were. You always will be. And not like we or something. I was like. Shouldn't that be we? Like, why are you just talking? No, but that wasn't... I, I think it's different because that's... The female Jordan was not um, Jordan. It was Kate's, like, manifestation of Jordan. That's... Like, the golden boy before them. And, your, you know, all of and that. That's, pro- that's actually... And Jordan is... Yeah, sorry, but you continue. Yeah. Jordan is probably always going to be in male mode when they're seeking, like, validation and acceptance. Like, I think... Yeah, when they're like excessively chasing what they want, they're probably leaning to be male Jordan because male Jordan was always like the safer. Like just being male Jordan was always like the safer one for them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was easier to kind of like navigate the world that way for them. Um, but those are those are actually two very strong points. The point about it being Kate that was actually shouting at them changes a lot actually because it makes yeah, yeah. It, it makes it easier to to understand actually. That makes a lot of sense now. Um, yeah. that it was actually Kate's thingy, Kate's manifestation of, of Jordan Amick's worth of sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, that leads us to, kind of, I'm going to just combine these two, is when we see Shetty and Brink experimenting on, on, on Luke and Sam, and then also when Kate is kind of like, look, Luke is figuring this shit out, man, I can't keep on doing this, it's, it's kind of breaking him. Um, again, mm-hmm. just kind of more. I, I think it shows just how far Kate went as Shetty's attack dog. Like mm-hmm. it's probably like every single time where she and Luke were intimate, she probably told him to forget and things like that. And mm-hmm. and it's funny actually, well not funny, haha. But like I just remember, I just remember now that when Luke is crying about his brother dying, he I think he tells mm-hmm. her to, to like make me forget. And she's like, I can't do that. Like, you have to live with this, not knowing that she's been, she's been, even been the one in putting that knowledge in his head. 
It's quite dark. Kate is quite dark. She might actually be yeah, it's really, it's it's really, you know, but it's also like she's not a bad person. She not because she's a child. They're all yeah, they're all children. I guess, I guess because like I'm, I'm thirty one. So like when I see these guys, I'm just seeing like juries. Like they're actual, they're actually they're like twenty twenty one. Mm. They're kids. Um, I think it's it's first it's it's first year. So they are probably like eighteen nineteen. No, no, they that. are they are not first year. So I think they they no, are like, like they are third. No, Marie's first year. Marie and Emma are first year. Yeah, Marie's they, first. They will yeah. be like third year, I think, maybe fourth. Yeah, so like 22, 21. Yeah, yeah, twenty one yeah. probably, and then Marie's like nineteen, eighteen. So it's just like they're babies, mm-hmm. and they are navigating a lot. So I, I I'll try and give them some grace there, and they also look like um, like just in a whole, they look like they have more potential than the current um, roster of heroes in the boys' universe, like, just to be better people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it goes back yeah. to what we said last time about the kind of the comparison between this and, and, millenn- and millennials and Gen Zers, the idea mm-hmm. that, like, these are the first people that know that they were injected with, with Compound V mm-hmm. and they didn't just think they're, like, they're, like, God's gift to Earth. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. At least these ones they were seeing seem to be a lot more thoughtful about how they want to use their powers. Mm. So Marie, we go back, Marie goes back through the, that door. The final kind of memory is that bathroom that we saw in the first episode. And her sister says something before Marie has to step in where she's like, you tell everyone that you lost control, but really you got, you got angry because they barged in. Which kind of like, I don't know, it kind of explains, like, not explains, sorry, it kind of questions this idea of, like, what we've seen so far. Is it actually what happened, or is that what Marie thinks happened, or wants... That, I, think, I think that's what happened. So you think that's what we saw in the first episode is actually what happened? That's it, so. Well... No, no, I'm just... I'm, I'm, I mean, like, because I'm just going off what her sister said. I was like, you lied to everyone and to yourself that that's what actually happened, but what, what really happened was that they budged in and you are angry, so you kind of lost control. Or you attacked them, not, not necessarily like you lost control the way you depicted. But the only reason I mean... I don't, I don't... Yeah, go ahead. I don't think that's what happened, though. You don't think what's what happened? Like, obviously, like, because this is like Kate's destructive mental thing happening. Yeah. It's kind of warping, like, very shameful moments in their lives. Mm-hmm. And even like um, fake Jordan telling um, Jordan in their male form that they're a coward and they'll always be a coward. And Marie's younger self telling her that she did that on purpose because she was angry. She wasn't angry, she was shocked. Remember, That's it was a jump scare. That was not Marie's younger self, was it? Was that her or her sister? I thought it was her sister. I thought it was her sister too. Okay, maybe it was her sister. I thought it was younger Marie. I actually can't remember what she looked like when she yeah, was Yeah, I think it was her like, sister. The way I, sorry, the way I read that was that it was now that Kate was in Jordan's was in Mary's head, like Mary's sub subconscious was talking to Mary mm-hmm. through her sister. Mm. Yeah, that's what was happening. But warping, being warped. Yeah. Okay, mm. definitely okay. being warped because your your your. I mean, it's a shameful moment, but like your psyche is. She was shocked. And for her to tell her, remember you, you've seen the scene, obviously everyone's yeah, yeah, seen the scene. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, so she was like, <clears throat> and then mom died. Mm-hmm. 
you know um it wasn't yes but i'm saying what if, it wasn't yeah what if the scene we saw was not actually what happened but it's how mary wants to remember no, like an unreliable narration yes well i don't think it's that either i don't think i think the scenes are very the it's a very third person show mm-hmm. it's it, it's not it's not like because it follows too many main characters and even though she's the central protagonist, there's a bunch of other protagonists. So, like, it, it wouldn't make a lot of sense to have unreliable narration. I think how it happened is how it happened. And then how Just guilt. she wants to remember it. Because, she, yeah, guilt and shame is very yeah. addictive, man. Um, no, as in, I, if, look, let me, let me be clear. I believe that most of this is just for discussion's sake. I believe that what we've seen is how it happened. But I was just thinking, like, if it wasn't, if... She had kind of warped this in a way that she made herself more of the victim. In a way, she like it was a surprise and everything. It could mm. explain, not explain, but I keep using the word explain. But it could then color the fact that like we see her parents being very good, nice. Yeah, at the beginning of that yeah. scene, right? Because remember when she's talking to Kate, Kate is like your parents shut you up with V for money. And she's like, no, my parents are not like that. And she's like, everybody, every, every parent is like that. So it could be that maybe that's not actually not even know how our parents really were. That's just the way she wants to remember mm-hmm. them because like, mm-hmm. well, they're dead. And so I was like, oh, what if they were actually way worse than she wants to remember them? But that was just a random discussion. Point. I was like, oh, that could be interesting. I could be wrong. I, I think I think what we've seen so far is actually what's happened. But it was just like, oh, it was good for for a discussion, but that's thing is important because Marie is in Marie defending herself and maybe, I don't know, is she forgiving herself? Do you guys think, is that too soon? Has she forgiven herself? Is that too easy? Man, she's been resting that guilt for years. I don't think it's too easy, but mm. I, I think she's yeah. coming to terms. I don't think she's actually forgiven herself yet. Mm. Yeah. In that whole thing, she says some things that remind her of what Kate said to her at the Brink Gala in episode three. And she kind of uses that to, yeah. to, to Kate. She's like, look, you, you you didn't have control. You were young. Shetty and Brink have been using you and drugging you and everything. And it leads to a confrontation between the three of them and, and Kate, in which Andre dishes some very, very tough love on, on Kate. Um, see, I know it's like, it's easy to pick flashy scenes and flashy acting as like, oh, this is good acting. But like, Chance Perdomo is really good here. He's a really good actor. He's really good. I remember, good what, was he, he, what was it he said? He said, um, you're a mother, but you're not giving mother right now. And you need to do better. Yeah, that was a great scene. Is that what and he I, said? I just, it's, it's just, that's what he said. That's what he wants. And okay, cool. Okay. I think I'm paraphrasing a little bit. But more a less, little bit, um, okay. Yeah. It was like, you're not giving mother yeah, okay. right now, babes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> no, yeah, I, I thought he was really good in that scene. That, I think the tough love on between Andrea and, and yeah, not serving cunts. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's what he told her. Is that what he, is that what he told her? <laughs> okay, good, good to know. Um, so, Kate, you need to serve more. I don't, cunts. Think, I don't think any writer above thirty could write down those words if they were not doing like a parody. I'm like, here, actor, say these lines. Tell this this girl going through so much stress that she's not serving cunt right now. Um, yeah, so let's just talk about the end. Not the end, but like the end of that thing, the resolution, 
Andre kind of getting Kate to wake up and everything. And uh, this whole thing has, like you said, TMT, that whole journey kind of softened them. Marie, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, was a little more softened than both Jordan and Andre. I guess maybe because she didn't have that kind of connection with, with Kate and probably has a lot more trauma in her own history. But like from the jump, she was a lot more sympathetic to to Kate. But then that, that this kind of journey kind of um, softened Andre, softened Jordan, and then it leads Andre to be able to say that kind of tough love speech to Kate at the end. Um, any thoughts on the Andre and Kate dynamic? What, what What's next for them? How, how this conversation goes? Yes, I don't know. I I don't. The thing is, I don't like hard conversations. I don't like. Um, I don't like tough talks. I don't have. We need to start a dialogue type conversation. I think everything should be witty, brief, easy. And, it sounds um, like it sounds like deflection. And it sounds like yeah, hundred percent. Do you want to, do you want to discuss that? I can. We can just stop this podcast now and just have the therapy session. Why do you feel the need to? Cope I don't think I don't think you, I don't think you're qualified to have this conversation. I don't think you have the range. You don't you don't know you don't know about me. You don't know my history. You don't know what I've been studying. This is still this is a weird way to find out if you have the range or not. Yeah. How would I know if I have the range if I don't try it out? Yeah, it's not don't try it on me though. I'm not an experiment. I feel like I'm not I feel an like experiment. You could take, take the chance. Yeah. Um, no. But what about you? Do you like did you like the conversation hard or not? I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Did it make you laugh the way? No, man, no. It's early trauma. I'm laugh. crying. No, not this time, sadly. But I, I, I did enjoy the conversation. It does feel like they sacrifice one or the other. Just, it feels like eventually down the line, either one of them might sacrifice themselves. I don't know why it feels that way. Okay. If not this season, the next. It feels like that might in the cards i don't know i feel but it feels like that to me okay so okay let's table that as well in a second so they all wake up and emma brings sam back emma with her with her sex hair mm-hmm. <laughs> and i love sam because he's so straightforward he's so straight to business man it's incredible yeah he sees kate yeah. and he's like i'm gonna kill you there is no like dilly dally he's just just about to kill her you guys to die <laughs> And then, like I mentioned earlier, Emma literally becomes the this is in you meme. Yeah. And I think they kind of decide that they're going to attack Shetty, confront yeah. Shetty. They better not confront Shetty because that's a wild thing to do. If you like, I'm sure Sam is probably like, you guys are, like, we have to kill her. She needs to die. So Shetty needs to die. Yeah. Like, usually with bad people in TV shows, I don't really think they need to die, but Shetty needs to die. Like, I, I don't think I've met a bad character in a TV show that needs to die as much as Shetty needs to die. Because if she doesn't die, so many more people will die. Beyond the fact that she's done bad things in the past, she actually needs to die. And then we didn't mention that she wants to make this drug contagious. Which is crazy. She's the dean of a superhero college. <laughs> I mean, she's very... <laughs> She's going for super villain life. She yeah. She's... Think about how quickly flus go around in uni. Like if she gets makes it contagious on campus. So I have never up to this point I hadn't thought about like what a season two of this show would look like. Yeah. And I don't really 
I was thinking about it randomly after this episode. I don't, I don't know what it is in this show would look like. Yeah. If they do confront or kill Shetty, like what happens next? Because mm. most times, like it's, it's serialized TV, like we've seen over the last twenty years, whatever. The thing is, a season two kind of like changes a little bit, but mostly it sets it back to the status quo. Like mostly. Mm. Something has changed between the boys and the seven, but they're still on opposite ends, right? It, it, a little bit has changed, but a lot is still the same. I was like, well, how does a season two of this show actually look like? I guess, obviously, we'll have to see the final types of to know, but it's just like, huh. If you go for Shetty and you kill Shetty, you can't just go back to, like, Criminology 101. Well... The next, the next Monday no, morning. <laughs> knowing the, well, knowing the boys, you'd be surprised... Mm. Homelander has done some crazy shit, as and the rest as as of the rest of the what's her face seven, a lot of superheroes. And they just wake up the next morning, make their breakfast, like nothing happened, except like so much so that there's a meme about it where he, he does something crazy and everyone's just like, yeah. I, feel like, I don't know, like, but in that case, Homelander is the one with the power, isn't he? Like in this case, the kids are not the ones in the power. Yeah, but they're, yeah, but like they're look, very invested yeah, in them, like. Um, continuing their lives and doing their thing. There's a lot of like, there's a big corporate corporate backing. So it depends on how it's like presented and how the act occurs. Like if Golden Boys thing mm-hmm. didn't, wasn't so like popular blowout, like what happened was private. They probably would have found a way to cover it up. Had he survived or something, they would have found a way or like yeah. maybe it wasn't so widespread. Even if the casualties were about the same number. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess there's the option of like maybe them killing Shetty and then Vought kind of like endorse them and then future yeah, season of them going against Vought um okay yeah. ah, but Vought will, Vought will endorse them so Vought will, they'll, they'll like something but they'll they won't endorse it they'll just say these things happen they won't endorse them yeah they, they might not criminalize them yes exactly yeah fair but they won't endorse them I'm excited for the final two episodes this has been it's been really fun talking about this show with you guys thank you yeah man um, you guys are lovely and you all smell you smell great Sure. Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, any final thoughts before I wrap up? Um, I wonder which third party is going to crash the show. Like, I feel like this, there's still the unexplained wildcard element that, that that's still probably going to come in and throw a wrench in things. I wonder yeah. if Homeland is going to appear and do a special talk to students or something. I think there's at least one. Actually, no, I know. I mean, I guess spoiler, but we know that like the or the deep. No, not even the deep. I, we know the. I, I I'm pretty sure the. I can't remember her name now, but the AOC, their the AOC version. Oh um, yeah. Oh, okay. Explodey head, babe. Yeah, yeah I think she yeah. was in some promos, so I, I assume yeah, we would see her at some point, unless she's been cut out of one episode. But I still, I feel like there's something. There's one. It's it's Gen V. There's at least one big surprise or shock or twist coming. Mm. Mm, so I agree. Like, I think yeah. the season is going to end on a <gasps> cliffhanger. Yeah, of course. I mean, how this season mm-hmm. one nice. the boys end? We found out that she was alive, right? That, true, true, um, true. Butcher's wife was alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the kid. Um, yeah. But yeah, I know. Okay. Um, let me just shout out. So yeah, we've already said R.I.P. Dusty question mark. That was on my notes. I I do love this exchange between Marie and Jordan where she goes, "Didn't you learn CPR?" <laughs> And he goes where? He's like at superhero school. Superhero school. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But also, it's this episode is further confirmation that Mary can definitely control yeah. other people's blood. Yeah, yeah, like she's learning some incredible things through. Like, yeah, yeah. The trauma, heartbreak. Oh my god! Like even last week, we didn't mention last week about how she could feel the blood clotting. Yeah, and, it's kind of uh, crazy. Yeah, she's Mary. very literally a bloodbender. At this yeah. point, like, she just doesn't she's know it's powerful. Yet. Yeah. Because and that's the problem. Like this baby's going to fail first year spectacularly. Because what's all this running around? Sorry to sit down and read your book. Are we, uh, Has it been a week? I don't think it's been up to a week though. It's not been long. Like she's already got into so much shenanigans. Yeah, she has got into shenanigans. I don't think she spent up to a week in our school, guy. She's already number. She's already number two in the school. Is it number two? She is. It, is she number two? Yeah. Well, who's number one? Oh, Andre's number one. Yeah, she's number two. Yeah. Um. Okay, I'll end it there. We're back next week, guys. Maybe on Friday, latest on Monday, talking about Gen V episode 7, the penultimate episode. Uh, thank you to my guests, TMT and Bolu. Thank you to everyone who's listening. Please share with your friends. Please, please, please rate, subscribe on all podcast platforms. Please comment, like, subscribe on YouTube. Just share the episodes from YouTube or whatever. And join us next week when we'll be joined by Oscar Winner. Daniel Kalia, bye guys.